Hello and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. Yes. Ooh, Barry, how you doing? Well, you know, I think everybody's a bit sick of all this hiding in inside with your family all the time. Like to go out and be a little relaxed. Not be with your family? Well, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> whenever you go out, you got to deal with the stress of the maskers and anti-maskers. I happen to yeah. be a masker, so... You know, I'm not out there yelling at anybody, but you go certain places and people are like looking at you because you're wearing a mask. And then you go other places and there's people going, can you believe that guy's not wearing a mask? And it's like, yeah, honestly, I can. Have you ever have you seen the news? <laughs> so. so I realize that we are a music podcast and we do teeter totter around politics sometime. We really are not trying to be a political podcast. We're really trying to be a music podcast, but. You know, this episode is going to kind of touch on some things that aren't necessarily pro-con, just kind of the way it is. But to continue on with your story, I would like to share a story that does tell you a little bit about where I am. Um, so we got a sign that someone had ordered, and they you had to order them in a pack of 10. And so we got one, and it lists off a number of things, but it's like we believe Black Lives Matter, women, uh, women's bodies or their bodies, you know, water is you know, a, a natural a life necessity, et cetera, all these things. Science is real and no human is illegal. There's a, there's a bunch of things on there. And we went and we did a car side pickup at a store. And this was the time when my son decided that this poor teenage kid who carried out the groceries and were just putting in the back of our car needed to be accosted. And so he held up the sign and just screamed at him, black lives do matter. And mind you, we're recording this, you know, the early part of August or early part of September. And this happened like last week. Mm -hmm. So it's like it was just kind of like a weird, uncomfortable. And it's a time when I'm like, oh, dude, no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Leave leave the person alone. What, dad? Do you not care about them? Like, ah, geez, what the hell is going on here? No, we just don't need to accost everybody. Dad, black lives do matter. If you're not going to shout it at everybody, maybe you don't agree with I it. I know, right? But I love it, like, immediately. Seven-year-old. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Buddy, you don't need to scream that at people. Oh, so you don't think? I'm like, no, dude. I do. <laughs> and I'm, your children are what's wrong with society. Congratulations. I, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. Parenting <laughs> fail. Or win. I don't know. That's the way it is. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, uh, ah. no, it's funny because... Uh, not to get away from Black Lives Matter, but just the masks. You know, everybody's my kids are going to school uh, four days a week uh, at our small school district. And, uh, you know, of course, we're worried about kids not wearing their masks or I'm, sharing masks. Yeah. My kids put their masks on before they get in my car, which I didn't require them to and wear them and wear them except for when they eat lunch and we're like so you wear them except for when you eat lunch and like yeah they're fine that's like oh okay yeah i guess we don't have to worry that much yeah they're they're just okay so no masks should be like pokemon cards you take a couple to school you trade them around you know well and they got you know they got one for each day and, and you know they they're worn once one day and then they're washed and so they got to pick out colors and stuff so so they're pretty happy with that. You know, like anything, you let somebody, you let somebody, especially kids, pick something out and they take ownership of it. So, 
So with a buildup like that, I'm sure you're expecting us to talk about Slipknot's masks, but we're <laughs> not. Not at all, actually. Kind of regret it. We should talk about masks and music, though. We should chalk that up to another episode. Because yeah. there's a lot of mask wearing or bucket wearing or whatever, you know, artists. But today we're actually going to talk about uh, politicians and music in such that there are a number of musicians that kind of have publicly talked about how they do not want certain politicians playing their music at their shindigs. And specifically and that, issuing cease and desist orders from their lawyers. And in some cases, it's, you know, from the estate because the people may not be living anymore. Right. But you know what? This has been kind of a big trending thing around the social medias. So we figured we should probably talk about it here. Since everyone else is already talking about it, we'll be, you know, right on the top of that news feed weeks yeah. later and we'll jump there. <laughs> Anything topical two weeks ago. Uh, we got it. Like Huffington Post. So I think the one that came uh, that we were actually chatting about uh, back and forth was uh, Karsten brought up that John Fogarty issued a statement mm -hmm. uh, to to outline just. Uh, wow, I can't I can't even think of the words at large uh, about Trump's use of his uh, song Fortunate Son. Uh, and now, did he issue a cease and desist? I am not sure if he issued a cease and desist. And, and, and I mean, the other part of it is like. We hear about some of the big names of these people and that people, but music gets played a lot. It's not right. just like one song that's being played at any of these rallies, get-togethers, whatever. Music's blaring the whole time. Yeah. And so there's a number of songs that have been played that musicians just say, hey, hey, I don't really approve of you and I don't really want to associate myself with you. Right. Yeah. But I mean, and, for and this isn't the first year it's ever happened, but it's happening a lot right now. Right. But I think uh, some hay was made from Fortunate Son, and I think well, rightly so, because, you know, Trump was one of those fortunate sons during the Vietnam era mm -hmm. that was not drafted. He was the son of a very rich, uh, you know, uh, person who is a landowner, you know, rent with many rentals in New York, making lots of money. And this this the message of this song was really aiming right to this situation and now trump turns around 2020 and is using fortunate son in his campaign trail now some people say ah oh, trump he's so smart he's putting the needle to him i i'm unwilling to give trump that much leverage and think that he just likes this song or someone on his staff likes the song and I think that there may be some more of that. And and again, I know that there's easy punching bags that people like to try to target towards. Um, so something I was going to add, and I know that I mentioned this to you, um, in previous political or uh, presidential campaigns, I actually used to run sound for different presidential candidates. Okay. And it was more tied to venues and being a um, and doing union uh, sound and stagehand work mm -hmm. that I would do, you know, various gigs. Right. And that was for both sides of the both sides of the aisle. Right. And, Anybody rents the place um, you're working, you just work it. Yeah, honestly, you're not. At that point, it really doesn't matter who the person is. It's a, it's a shit show either way, and you <laughs> slap the thing together. A bunch of people come in. Generally, there's secret service all around. Yep. And then at the end of the day, they all leave, and someone maybe got a picture or a signature, and you, it's another day. Like, mm -hmm. it's just how it happens. But um, so one of the most interesting ones though was. Like the stark differences between, and I'm going to talk a few years ago. This is now 2008. It would have been Obama and Hillary. And um, so when I was running sound with Hillary, um, the team that came in, we get them all set up. They have all the, 
you know, the, the balance, all the pretty stuff was all set up. They set up the room like five different times to arrange it. And one of the things that they had was they actually had a burnt CD. And this burnt CD had a specific playlist for, you know, when it's supposed to start, when it's supposed to end. They have a second one for the outro. So it's all of the music's accounted for. And the guy was like, he has, we have these instructions. And with the instructions, it has things like, okay, um, I'm just going to share this one as a total tangent that has nothing to do with this specific topic. But Hillary Clinton's the only person I've ever seen in a writer. A writer is the technical writer comes before the person does to a venue. And it actually has a requirement that with Secret Service present, Secret Service present, you have to open a brand new bottle of Listerine, you have to open a brand new package of terry cloths, and you must fully clean the microphone in front of Secret Service and provide it to them to get to give to her. Which I was like, wow, that's so crazy. And so I was talking to one of the people on the campaign. I was like, you know, why is, is it like, you know, like is the antiseptic of the Listerine does it like sanitize it or something? And they're like, oh no, she got a really stinky mic once, and she wasn't going to do that again. <laughs> I don't know how legit it is, but I love that story. I witnessed it. Mikes will get beer on them, and they will get (laughs) It's true. So um, anyway, so she had all these CDs, and the instructions were you have the first CD, you put it in. When you're done with the show, you snap the CD. You take the next CD, you put it in for the outro. You do it, you snap the CD, and that's it. And I was like, it seems really wasteful. And they said it's the way that they've paid for the rights of the music, and that way it's an easy way to count. Sure. And they were like, it's the same CDs for every single place. But they count, they've paid for this type of royalty for this one, and they get ones that say, like, for this venue, Mm -hmm. you put it in, and that way they can kind of pay for it. But I think the big thing, and you may be going into this later, is a lot of the venues actually already carry ASCAP and BMI licenses, which covers the licenses for any songs to be played there. Not any, most. ASCAP and BMI are the two powerhouses for licensing. So if you... And so with that, it really doesn't matter whether or not you want them to play it, they're licensed to play it. Right. Now, if you're having it out in a field where you are setting the whole thing up, yeah, that is a complete place where you can put a cease and desist in. You can say, please don't play it. And you actually would have legal rights of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Some sorts. That's the, the best case scenario where you could do it. Any existing venue probably has those ASCAP BMI licenses. So it's kind of a, you're putting it out there to make a public statement that you don't support the candidate, not so much a matter of like, this is actually going to do anything for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because I know, you know, going back to when Ronald Reagan played um, Born in the USA and mm-hmm. uh, the boss uh, said, hey, this, you because he specifically mentioned the song in speeches and obviously didn't get what Born in the USA was about which was how hard it was to be in the USA in the, you know, 70s post-Vietnam economic come down that we were that they were experiencing and Mm -hmm. uh, and how Reagan completely missed the idea of what was going on. And then he's also in like, and you know what? Just don't play my music. And, you know, I respect someone for asking. At the same time, a lot of people have gone so far and say, uh, look, I don't want people associating me with you, which I think for these political uh, rallies, especially ones that seem to be happening more and more where you you book a very large room or stadium in a city and you get all the people who want to go see a Democrat or a Republican. And basically in that room, all you have is Democrats or Republicans. And I guess some people you know, spine, because how else would 
Bruce, anybody anybody know who's what's playing because well, these are or, or private journalists events. who it really doesn't matter at that point if you're, if right. you're there to be a journalist you're just there yeah yeah but it, it, it's funny because I've only been to a couple I was uh, I was to uh, a George W I was to a oh who was who was well, the, now we're on back in political sides here we are yeah no no but I went to uh, I went to one for the John Kerry that's the guy so just you know just to see you know i like to see a show so mm-hmm. uh you know and, and some put on some really good shows hey there's nothing not no bigger show than the united states political system uh oh, <laughs> went so, there so um you know i've seen both and from what i experienced they played what seemed to be random top 40 uh, not top 40 random you know uh late 60s to early 80s hits and that's it that's i wasn't i wasn't listening to the songs going hey the all these artists are for this person i'm like oh hey the people they're really trying to get listen to this music while they were growing up that's all i was thinking about and to to have the legal claim that you don't want to be associated with it now if you're being if you're being you know if if like Ronald Reagan is mentioning your song in speeches, completely understand because he is mixing the message of what that speech is about. If you are do, using those those songs on like political ads on TV or like you said outdoor events, especially in large cities where where vast uh, numbers of people just passing by could hear. But most of these are private events. You have to get tickets. I mean, mm-hmm. for a Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm just like. I don't get it. And the other thing is all you would have to do to get around the, uh, the law. And I, I had this pulled up. I can't remember what it's called, but you, you just have to put a little notice on the ticket that said all, you know, the authors or writers of the music or composers of the music have, you know, have not, given us the, the views expressed in the commentary on this right. dvd are not those of 20th century fox yeah exactly i mean um, if 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 you can do it with one quick line on tv i think uh uh i think basically you can get away with it uh with with that but now i'll tell you now, my favorite real quick i i really want to jump on something before i forget sure so you talk about how they picked these songs that were the top 40 for that demographic that they're trying to lure in which is a thousand percent accurate but the thing that i like to think about is how many years in the future do we get to go to a political campaign rally and hear the song rack city just blaring just a bunch of rack city bitch rack rack city bitch i'm like oh i'm voting for this one let me tell you when i when i run for president that is my political (laughs) okay (laughs) here i got i wanted to just your whole campaign is just gonna be the rack city yeah (laughs) So the the Lanham Act, uh, which refers to the confusion or dilution of trademarks such as band or artist name through its unauthorized use. So basically, the Lanham Act says that through that, uh, someone could have a case for these, uh, you know, and people have have paid, I think, just, you know, settled out of court. They said, hey, would you stop and and pay for that a little more? And they said, yeah, it's fine. And just to let you know, I'm I'm quoting out of uh, a Guardian article uh, from 2020 called uh, Can't Always Get What You Want. 
why artists struggled to stop politicians using their songs. Now, and also out of this article, I think one of my favorite uh, messages, they didn't sue. They just wrote them a letter. Uh, it was the Dropkick Murphys to Scott Walker. Are you aware of this? Mm-mm. So the Dropkick Murphys, uh, you know, growing up in Boston, not exactly uh, Republicans. Scott Walker, uh, governor of uh, past governor now of Wisconsin, uh, uh, was using their songs and uh, they issued a, a tweet that just said, Scott Walker, please stop using our music in any way. We literally hate you. Love Dropkick Murphys. They didn't sue. <laughs> they just put that tweet out. Hey, and guess what? He stopped. All I'm saying is, you know, the legal action and all the this way and that, especially since you have so many artists out there saying, you know, I write the music and then, you know, the listeners really make the song what it is. I mean, it's it's each person. It's their own separate experience. So I can't really tell you what the song's about, Um, you know, for them to say. And also Republicans can't use my songs because I don't like them. You know, it's like, okay. You have no real concept. You just hate certain people, and also you don't know philosophy. So, yeah. And again, I think that if there is, if there actually, so if there does happen to be a listener who's actually like really knowledgeable about the law in this, seriously, hit us up. We'd love to do a quick aside. We'll release a bonus episode of that. Yeah. If if we can actually get it. Um. But really, this is just going off of the. This is aside from the Democrat Republican. Either way, like. Yeah. The whole well, thing is, it's very public right now. It is not the first election where this no. has happened. It will not be the last election. No, and the practical side is, if someone pays the rights to it, they pay the rights to it. The yeah. big thing is, are they not paying the rights right. to it? And that's where people actually. And have, I guess you know, you know being no. a if if I were running and if I was asked to not use a song, I'd be like, yeah, no, no problem. I don't care, because you don't want that in the news. You know, you wouldn't want that, because like I think this John Fogarty thing. Uh, He's I, I, like I said, I don't know if he's issued a cease and desist, but he's like, I wrote this song exactly for people like Trump. Like that is the fortunate son that I'm talking. There is about. a video out on YouTube, which he's, yeah. he's also referencing here. We were, we were messaging it back and forth just as we were talking about what this would look like. There's specific ones. I mean, there's been ones from, I want to say, Prince's estate. Um, oh, and I had um, a whole list of them here. Um, the uh, Tom Petty's estate. Tom Petty's estate. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, the thing is, like, there's a bunch of memes about it, but there are actually a whole list of who the people actually are. Um, and this is over time, not just right now. Let me see if I can find this. Um, Brandon Yuri um, from Panic at the Disco. Tom Petty's the Pr- Prince's Estate. Rihanna, this was back a couple of years ago. Um, Steven Tyler. Pharrell Williams. Neil Young, Boston, Axel Rose, Talking George heads. Harrison's estate, Pavarotti's estate. I mean, there's Pavarotti? one just saying, hmm. yeah, <laughs> Pavarotti's estate, Twisted Sister, Elton John, R.E.M., The O.J.'s, Adele, Rolling Stones, Brian May and Queen, Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, Free Paul Rogers. There's the end of my list. Oh, here's what I had. Here's one of my favorite ones, too, is uh, Neil Young, uh, Rockin' in the Free World. Donald Trump was using that. It's like, 
That song was written in reference to George H.W. Bush. So, Right. But I mean, again, this goes back to one of our reoccurring topics. People don't listen to lyrics. Right. And they assume it's about something else. What I think is one of the more interesting things is uh, we're, we're getting to an, a time in politics where it's like people don't do their homework as much. You know, I can get like like some of the random songs where, you know, like. Uh, so here, like right now, Van Halen. Okay, not any kind of real political song. Eddie Van Halen doesn't want uh, want you using it. Fine, whatever. But some of these songs that are specifically political about a thing, and you're still using it, it's like, why mm-hmm. would you open yourself up the criticism in the news? It just really comes down to people not doing their homework. And I realize it's very one-sided, but you just have to expect it if you're a Republican that you know, you're going to have artists out there and maybe you want to just get a cadre, you know, a, a group of songs you can't, you know, you can use. And, you know, there are uh, like I think Lee Greenwood, you know, most notably since 2011 has been very uh, right wing friendly. So anyway, issue a note. Don't use songs when you don't want to stop suing people and do your fucking homework. I guess that's my uh, that's my advice. to everybody. Yeah. Weird. Do your homework. Yeah. Do your homework. Well, on that note, distance learning and such, do your homework. Yeah, do your homework. I think that's the name of this episode. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. Do your homework. All right. So for everyone that listened, there's the, uh, there's how we came up with the name this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I've been Karsten. I've been Barry. Thanks for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's cold outside. outside.